welcome to our latest episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, Afterlife. And our third Games Revisited episode, where we are going to discuss Rockstar's 2010 monster hit Red Dead Redemption. For those of you that don't know, my name is Jess, and I'm joined today by Pure Dead Craig and Donnie. Hello. Hello. So for Afterlife, each month we bring you a deep dive into a past game, giving impressions and thoughts. And our first month we brought you Naughty Dog's The Last of Us. Last month we did Quantic Dream's Detroit Become Human. And as I mentioned, this month we are delighted to talk about Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption. But before we get into the game, how are you both? It's happening. I'm very, very well. Thank you, Jess. How are you? Good. It's been a busy day of mourning, but you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I haven't recovered. We are recording this on the nineteenth of September, which has been quite a significant day in the UK. If you are not from here, as it was Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Yeah, I'm all funeraled out. Yeah. Yeah. I've done nothing but watch it all day <laughs> since ten o'clock this morning. Eyes have been glued to it. All those jewels and mourning. This fucking this year next to me actually did watch some of it. I was just intrigued by the spectacle, to be honest. Fuck's sake. I'm sitting there trying to watch the TV, you know, I can hear this fucking this shite music in the Much. background, and I'm like, is this still going on? What the <laughs> fuck is happening? Like, like when, when my, my, my nana died two years ago, man, we were like half an hour. What the fuck is going on, you know? Aye, exactly. <laughs> it's been over eight hours. Is it finished yet, or is it still going oh, on? Oh, fuck knows, man. They'll be showing repeats now. <laughs> <laughs> Reruns of the funeral. <laughs> Uh, just showed it in reverse. You totally, <laughs> you totally know it was moving that slow. <laughs> but yes, no, other than that, good. Aye, I'm good. Same, same. Nice I'm, to get a good bank holiday. It's odd being a Monday. It feels like a Sunday. It does feel very feels much very like a Sunday odd. today. We've done the ironing. We've done the house cleaning because we just didn't do it over the weekend because we knew uh, we had this Monday. Who's done that? Who's done the ironing? You did that. Right. Sorry. Just did, do you do housework, Craig? It, I just heard her saying we there. She's trying to take credit for that, <laughs> but I'm absolutely not having it. I'm quite shocked you do housework. Hey, I'm multi-talented. He's, yeah, he's not too bad. He does help. Mm, okay. It's good, it's, good to get, it's good to get this on record, isn't it? <laughs> Public on record. Pretty yeah. tough for that. Mm-hmm. Have you played much of the uh, COD beta this weekend, Craig? Or? I went on it last night, spent 15 minutes trying to get into a game, didn't get in at all, and I've still not played it. But I need to, <laughs> I need to do that tonight because I want to do it before before the next recording so i know i've not i've not had a chance at all with yourself you've been enjoying it yeah uh, surprisingly yeah considering i've not played call of duty since modern warfare 3 on the 360 which i didn't enjoy i just bought it for peer pressure i'm actually really surprised i'm fucking enjoying it so um i i might have to um i might have to dive into this more i think i think it's end of october like the launches so yeah 27th yeah. or something Aye, so it's uh, yeah that's uh it's, it's getting its claws into me i must admit Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I do. I do want to check it out. I rarely does a multiplayer like stick with me, but I I do want to check it out. I I'll, maybe I'll, I'll try and go on again tonight. Like Squinny had been saying that apparently, like that issue that I had was quite common. But if you right. close it down and then start it back up yes. again, it seems yeah. to work. But uh, yeah. I I was getting nowhere with it. Aye. Yeah, give it a bash. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the topic of the episode then, Red Dead Redemption. This game was released back in 2010 to absolute critical success and acclaim, selling 15 million copies in total, and it spurred a sequel that launched in 2021 to even more success, itself selling over 40 million copies to date. I rode in a gang. 
for me to die after I'd been shot. I left the gang after the gang left me. I tried to go straight. I did. Then I got me more trouble. So in Red Dead Redemption, we take on the role of John Marsden, a man who has moved on from his outlaw past, but is thrust back into action when the authorities kidnap his family in order to blackmail him to hunt down the former members of his gang, the Vanderlund Gang. The story takes place in early 20th century America, the impending end of the Wild West, and also in Mexico, where John becomes involved in the Mexican Revolution. And lastly, back to modern day Blackwater, a thriving and industrial town, the biggest in Red Dead Redemption. So, yeah, this game is like 12 years old. What were your kind of initial experiences with it going back to a game that long ago? And I guess, how does it hold up today? Just cowboy pish, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Episode done. Episode done. Boom. New record. (laughs) I was one of those sad people. I used to quite often go to to GameStation in Elgin because they used to do midnight launches for a lot of games. And this is one of the ones I went there at midnight and did a midnight launch. Um, Originally, I fucking loved this game at original launch because I was always a massive fan of GTA anyway. And I felt that... This game kind of took GTA to a new level with the sort of realistic art style as opposed to sort of GTA's kind of colouring, you could say. Um, so, yeah, it was um, it was a massive, massive game for me at the time, I have to say. See, I was a wee bit different. I did the midnight launch for GTA 4. Right. And when this game came out, like, I was relatively excited for it, but more just because it was a new Rockstar game than anything else. And, like, I played through it at launch I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but I did think it was overrated. Like I've I've always liked dense open worlds. Like I want bigger city. I realise it's not a possible in a game like this, but like I prefer the bigger cities, the more populated worlds and stuff like that. And at the time, like I did enjoy it, but I didn't like a lot of people liked the sort of exploration of it. Exploration, whereas that for me it was like it just felt so empty and that really bothered me yeah i mean playing it now you can see that emptiness absolutely at the time i don't think at the time i really thought that or or certainly it wasn't a criticism going back and back to 2010 but yeah you can see it obviously it's definitely a criticism now yeah. but in fairness though you know this was a this was a sort of xbox 360 ps3 game the engine kind of wasn't there to be as dense as oh, definitely liked, not. Obviously, yeah. you know, obviously, technology limitations as well. I suppose. Um, I mean, playing it now, you know, like I played it on the three. I played it on the Series X via the three sixty copy on backwards compatibility, and it stands up really, really fucking well. Visually, it looks great. Performance is, is top notch. I tried playing it on the uh, on the the PS Plus streaming service, and it's basically unplayable. Do if you mm-hmm. if you are wanting to anyone's wanting to dive back into this game, do so. Don't do it via. The, the ps3 stream and it's fucking horrible is that just because your internet or are you now upgraded no it's, it's not because my shitty internet it's just it's how it is with streaming the performance is poor it looks awful the difference the difference between backwards compatibility on the series x to the, to the ps5 is night and day it's like two different games 
Yeah, I mean, when we, when we were doing the sort of research for this, like I went back and forth between the same as you, like on the Series X through backwards compatibility, but then I also tried playing. I played well. I played quite a bit of it natively on a PlayStation Three, mm. and so apparently on this is one of the sort of few games that has backwards compatibility on Xbox, but there is no enhancements. Like it's not it's not supposed to have any like. Uh, fps boost or anything like that but right. i mean see playing them side to side you like, think so it's yeah. it runs way better on the series x oh it's like, it's, it's way smoother like yeah. i know like because i looked into it and i was like there must be some sort of boost and i think there might be a slight graphical boost okay. but um it said there was no fps boost on wow. on the series x but i'm telling you now it runs way better way better there's no way it's not smoother oh it's 100 yeah yeah but like like you say i i realized that was definitely like a sort of an issue of the time and i, I like at the time i remember saying to people i was like i just the world feels empty i don't I, mm-hmm. i'm there's... traveling about doing nothing and people were like what are you talking about you're mad you're mad and... yeah 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 i mean is the setting itself though there's you know naturally a lot of fields what more do you want oh no that was that was the, <laughs> no it wasn't it's not a criticism of the game that was the point but it was just like I've never really been into like cowboys and stuff like that. So like I knew going in, I was like, I'm not going to like this as much as GTA, and I didn't like it as much as GTA. But mm-hmm. what I would say is like revisiting it this time, I liked it better than I did at launch. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I went the total opposite. I, I loved it more at launch, and I struggled replaying it. I must admit, I struggled yeah. to do more than two two three hour sittings. I was like, oh my god, is this over yet? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's um, I'm the total opposite of you, mate. Yeah, I, I suppose like maybe that's just that could be part of like obviously you played when you played at launch, like you have really good memories of yes, it. So I think yes. at that point, like when you go back and something doesn't stand up to your memories, whereas like I was going back, been like I like this, but like I don't know, like I, most people I know didn't like I know people that loved it, but most people I know didn't like Res. Red Dead Redemption 2 compared to the first one. Yes. Whereas I much preferred the second game. Right. Uh, Well, see, I'm in the camp that I preferred one originally over two. As much as I love Red Dead 2, I do think, I have said this numerous times, I do think it's overrated. I don't Mm. think it's as good a game as people make out in any way, shape, or form. So it's funny you say that. Um, Yeah, I'm very much, in terms of originally, in the part one camp for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. And like going forward, like to see see what we think. Because yeah, like I, I had so many people that I know that like held Red Dead One in such high esteem. Yeah. And then going into the second one, like I would I was checking in with them and going, so how are you getting on with it? And they were like, I've fucking I've traded it and it's just boring as fuck. And I was wow. like, holy shit, I'm totally immersed. Like yeah. I was like trying to fucking live the life as a cowboy. Like I would when I came to Red Dead Two, <laughs> I would like turn the game on and I'd be like, I'll just go for a wee dram first. There's absolutely no fucking in game reason to do it, but I feel like I'm <laughs> fucking cosplaying as a cowboy so why not <laughs> but uh, I whereas I never got that with, with the first one uh, and I, I think as well like I, I quite liked and I mean I suppose we're going to a wee bit here on Red Dead 2 but uh, I liked how you could sort of mould your character like to you almost like it wasn't a create a character you still had like everyone had the same story but the fact mm-hmm. that you could change the look of your character like yeah, I yeah, yeah. You, you could make it your own yeah yeah, 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 you're right. Go with it, going in, in the uh, the barber shop and stuff like that. Couldn't yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You know, uh, to be fair, I did like Red Dead too, and I played it and played it from start to finish. I just don't, I, I don't know. Without looking, I don't know what the what the Metacritic is on it, but I, for me, it's not as high as it should be. 
I just feel as though it's it's a bit like the Elden Ring discussion at 97. It's not a 97 game. I don't feel Red Dead 2 is that peak where it should be. I think there's bias when it comes to Rockstar. They can't do any wrong. There's like an there's like an instant. If it's Rockstar, it's instantly got an 80. No matter how bad or good it is, it's got an 80 before you even start adding on points, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And obviously with Rockstar being heavily in the news <laughs> just there as well. Oh, man. What a bad weekend for them, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, we're here to dig them out the doldrums. Yeah. <laughs> Some positive chatter. Okay, so the game starts with protagonist John Marsden boarding a train and he arrives at Armadillo. We don't really get an idea of the story at this point, do we? No, it's all kind of... it's all quite hush hush you don't you know you, you kind of board this train you see these two guys putting you on this train you have kind of no idea what's going on but i really love this start because i feel as though when you're sat on that train the sort of credits is peak housers it's their humor straight away you've got these two racist old women talking about you know the, the, the native american savages things like that and for me there's no coincidence bearing in mind when this game was would have been getting written no coincidence that one of them was mrs bush by the way that's not a coincidence at all <laughs> you know and you, you've then got this preacher that this 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 priest who's kind of gaslighting this young woman getting her to join the catholic church um I'm, I'm, to be fair i've said this before i'm just quite shocked it wasn't a young boy to be honest with you but um, but yeah i just felt this this entire credit scene was brilliant and it's and it's just, yeah, it's it's what the Housers made GTA, and then obviously they made this game. That humour was just perfect. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely like, you could have, at any point, you could watch the intro to this game and be like, that's Rockstar. Yeah. Because it's just the way they do it, where they like sort of intertwine. It's It always seems to be like different sort of, like tropes like or different sort of stereotypes they jump between to sort of set the scene for the game and they've done it and i don't know if they've done it in every one of their games but they've certainly done it in so many of their games like i vividly remember the start of bully being like that as well and although it's sort of in bully it's telling you the story of jimmy being dropped off at the school they still do it with that sort of cut it's a very familiar type of cut that they do between it it's not like just one scene uh, and yeah, like I say, I, I I totally agree. I thought they did a great job of, of setting the scene. And one thing that I don't know, like, again, I don't watch that much, like, Wild West type stuff and things like that. But to me, watching that opening scene, it felt like it was set further back than it actually mm-hmm. was. Like, at that point, it's what, 1911, I think? Yeah, it started at, early uh, at, the, at the, Yeah, so it's, I'm sure it's 1911 at the, t- at the start. Uh, of the game and like you're like I don't know it just it feels like this should be in the 1800s or something like that yeah, to me I, I think it's because also that when when you get off the train you kind of land in Armadillo and even playing this game I know now I thought the Armadillo time was fantastic because it was so authentic when yeah. you watch old you know, like black and white Western TV shows and films. Shout out to anyone old enough to watch Rawhide on Channel 4. That's exactly how it looked, albeit in black and white. It was mm-hmm. so authentic and you know, you, you don't really know kind of what year it is or, or what the kind of background is here because it's the way later on we go to Blackwater, it's very modern, but this is just very authentic Western, probably late 19th century town that we're in here. Um, so you're right, absolutely right. You didn't, it didn't feel as recent as it should have been because of that. And I think this is where as well that kind of um, the armadillo, what you mentioned about it being quite empty i did feel that here thinking this is this is quite although it looks great it's very empty at this point yeah yeah no definitely i i, I totally agree with that on the on the 
like when you when you first arrive in Armadillo, like it is totally, I it just it, it sets the scene very very well, like uh, the saloon and the I don't know just everything like it is empty like there's not a lot of NPCs around. I know it's not supposed to be a bustling town or anything no, like no, that no, no. by any means, but you still like I don't know. It was very obvious when you got that that you're like there's maybe a dozen people here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, whereas, like, I suppose it's so hard not to, like, look at it through the lens of having played Red Dead 2 as well, because there's, yeah. you, in Red Dead 2, you come to similar, uh, like, little towns, and they do have, like, probably, if you were to go around and do a head count, like, 100 people or something yeah. like that in it. Yeah, um, very, very different, yeah. Yeah, so but again, back, technology, obviously, technology was a limitation as well, I suppose. I don't, I don't want to be too hard on it for that, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was pushing. I mean, there's no doubt it was pushing boundaries. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty early on. Um, what did you think of the like, the standoff at Fort Mercer? I found it really cheesy and really stupid. Mm. Like you arrive at Fort Mercer, and you know you're just there, John. You kind of now get we kind of now get an idea what the storyline is. He's trying to track down Bill Williamson, and you're stood there at a low vantage point against Bill and two guys with rifles, and you decide to pull your gun out to try yeah. something and it's just like what the fuck Aye. it just it was just so stupid but oh i know i know you needed a reason for bonnie to come and save you who's very very fucking um what's the word trusting of a of a near-dead cowboy lying on the ground by the way yeah. <laughs> next to fort mercer that she knows fort- is that she knows has been yeah. inhabited by yeah, some like, really bad folk yeah why are you even going past it to be honest with you bonnie yeah. so yeah I, I found it a little bit lazy to be honest with you yeah, I, it, it's not something that really jumped out to me when I initially played it, but looking back at it now, like, I was watching, obviously, like, I remember, like, it, this was the sort of thing, when I was playing through this game, everything that happened, I, like, remembered it two minutes before it happened, if you know what I mean, like, it's pretty ingrained yeah. in my mind, the, the yes. story, and so he rocks up down that wee gravel lane, and you're yeah. like what the fuck is your plan here? Like, does he think he's just going to walk up and go, I, uh, sorry about that, but you have to come with me. And he's uh, going to go, I no bother. I'll just be <laughs> down. Give me a minute. Should I bring a let toothbrush? Me, aye, let me gather my shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, he's just standing there. Like you say, at a lower vantage point, clearly. I mean, what I don't, I, I've almost at some point was like, are they trying to convey at this point that he had a death wish or something? Mm-hmm. Because that that would make sense, but they don't like sort of follow through on that. Like, see if if after it, if he had a conversation with Bonnie where he was like, and part of me wanted to just die, then you'd be like, all right, okay, uh, you're not right, a yeah. total fucking idiot. You just were like, ah, oh, fuck it, who cares? But it, that doesn't seem to be the case. And so you're like, uh, you're supposed to be like a real fucking bad dude. Like, what? At what point have you not been like? This is not going to end well. Yeah, but yeah, very strange. Eh? Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, like you say, like Bonnie's just she's so trusting. She comes, she takes him, puts him away. Like, even he's got his eyes open at her uh, farm for about five seconds, and you can tell that like she's like basically saved him because she wants in his pants. Absolutely, man. She loves him. You know, she Aye. wants a piece of that. Yeah, she is. Wants a piece. <laughs> gagging for it straight gagging away. Gagging for it. <laughs> you, you sort of get the impression that she's been like... Ah, I want a, your spurs. Yeah. She's like, he's a dead cowboy on the road, but ah, it's been a while, so been uh, a while. get him on the back of the cart and we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> and uh, obviously she then teaches us how to ride a horse because obviously we're cowboys we clearly for- we clearly got amnesia we forgot that <laughs> playing this now oh my god i hated the fucking horse riding oh it's awful i'm like was it was it that bad 12 years ago I think oh, it was so bad. I think it was to be fair because I remember, like at the time, being quite annoyed by the horse riding, and really? like, I, and again, like most people said to me, they were like, "I think you're mad. It's good," and like it really drove me mad. But interestingly, as well, like I really liked the horse riding in Red Dead Two, and I know a lot of people had an issue with that. I had no issues with it in Red Dead Neither Two, did I. but in Neither the did I. in the first one, I it's yeah. just. It was just a bit much, but like, like you, like you say, like so that whole like bit at Bonnie's farm is almost like a tutorial, but yes. it, it just yeah. they should have redone that because it it didn't feel right. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like that she couldn't have been a better cowboy than him, and if that was the case, then fair enough, and maybe that would have worked as a tutorial. But that's not how they positioned it. They positioned it as her; she's just a farmer, and you're like, so why is she then teaching him how to do his job? Yeah, exactly, and yeah. if and obviously it was it was needed so that us the player could then know what to do, but it should have been done in a different way. Yeah, or they sh- or they should have made her out to be a total badass. That yeah. would have been cool. Yeah, like Sadie in the sequel or something. Sadie, yeah, uh, Sadie, isn't it? Sadie, yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. It's like if, if I so if she had been a total badass, she'd have been like, yeah. right, that's fucking cool. I'm going to show they, you up here. Yeah, aye, that would have been fine. And she'd have been mm-hmm. like, well, let me show you this, let me show you that. But she yeah. wasn't. It was just as if she thought you were an idiot, and then yeah. you had to show that you weren't an idiot. Let me show you this in the back of the barn behind the hay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you obviously mentioned Bonnie quite a bit there, but over the first couple of missions, you do get to meet her and the Marshal. What were your thoughts on him? Uh, quite, I like the Marshal. Um, he seems kind of really honourable. He seems like he's out to do the right thing and he's not uh, he's not at it, basically, is the kind of expression I would use. Um, yeah. he, he does seem very honest, very good. If not, a, a little bit fucking racist. <laughs> he kind of... I think that's, about... that's in keeping with the time, though. Absolutely. Yeah. A familiar thing. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Um, there's this really frustrating mission, though, with the marshal. You, you get taken to... Um, obviously some hideout and you're going to cross this fucking like bridge type thing at a canyon and there's snipers and oh my fucking god did i get the rage the fucking snipers kept fucking taking me out i'm like will you all fuck off here you know oh man yeah there definitely was there was there was some strange obviously we can get into later on and stuff like that but there was some strange like difficulty spikes like that i thought yes um and obviously i don't know like you you are sort of stuck in i was gonna say gta games there but in rockstar games there's no like difficulty options and stuff no, like that so no, you do just have is, to yeah. keep fucking powering through but yeah. yeah it does just at times like it does seem to sort of come out of nowhere and just get like annoyingly yeah uh, difficult and yeah i agree with the marshal i thought he he almost to me felt like he was someone that was trying to do the right thing yes but yeah, he, definitely but he almost felt like it was like a, a fruitless effort like yes. he was doing the right thing but he's like i'm gonna it keep, was a waste I'm, of time yeah i i'm gonna keep doing this but i'm making no fucking headway <laughs> yeah. and then obviously he's got his deputy who's a complete fucking idiot oh, as well so yeah, i mean he, that's a trope yeah Aye, so like obviously when he's when that's the guy he's got hit backing him up, you wouldn't have much hope to be fair. Aye, yep, yeah. No, I agree totally there. And I remember being there's like there was a there's an interesting conversation. You're on your way to a mission with the Mar- it might have even been the one the one in the canyon, but I can't quite remember. But 
you're talking to the marshal on the day, there's, there's, there's like 10 years riding, and we start to learn a bit more about John here because, again, we've not learned, we've not learned fuck all. We just think that, okay, we're controlling this outlaw who's obviously a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But he starts in sort of saying that he, he's trying to teach his son about right and wrong. I yeah. thought that was quite interesting because that's that's not that's not normal, you know. That's 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 not a cowboy. That's cowboy would, would never do that. So it was very interesting here to go. Well, hang on. So I'm clearly not just controlling a trope cowboy here. Um, and obviously, in hindsight, we understand why we get the full story later on. That obviously his family's been taken and stuff. So we get that, and he's trying to get out of this life. But at the time, I thought oh, that's actually quite an interesting conversation. Yeah, it definitely like it. It's really. Rockstar do always do a good job of like sort of introducing like depth to the characters through missions, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a good example of it, definitely. Yeah, although I must admit, I don't know about you, but certainly laterally, probably from sort of halfway through Act Two and onwards, any time I was given an option to skip to destination, I fucking pressed that button every time. So I probably <sighs> missed out on some conversations, kind of towards the end, I would say. But I was like, oh yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, no, I did the same. I mean, I think just like you say, like with stuff like the horse riding and stuff like that, like it got old. Like, I don't know, yes, I feel like there's, there's so much more like C in like GTA. There's plenty of times where like I would avoid fast travel and stuff like that because I was like, I don't know, like I feel like traveling from destination to destination in GTA, like. It's always all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can, it, it's much more varied. Like you can weave it, you can have, like, you can play like a wee game in your head, weaving in and out the traffic. Or let's yeah. see how far I can go without bashing into something. Or <laughs> yeah. let's do this, or you don't know what you might see. Like I don't know, like random events on the way and stuff like or that. You whereas, might find a ramp that's one of the jump, unique jumps and stuff. Aye, stuff like that. Whereas I feel like with this, like it was just like right, just, okay, just, yeah, it was just desert everywhere. Aye, and I just I need to tap. Tap tap tap. Then oh, I need to let go God. because my, my horse is my horse is cunted, and then I need to start tap 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 tap. Like, and it just it got quite samey, and there was yeah. no. It wasn't like you were going to. I like you say you were. I think if you were playing it for the very first time, you probably and I, I probably did at the time because you didn't want to miss out on any sort of like extra story beats. But yeah. I going back to it, you're like, aye, this horse riding isn't where it's at. Yeah, yeah. The, the minute I found out that I could press pause and get and set up a fire camp and fast travel anywhere in the map, I went, I'm fucking doing that. <laughs> I did that straight from the start. I fast traveled everywhere um, just to avoid, like you said, same Z kind of bland background. Okay, listen, I probably missed out on a fair few of the, um, the what do you call them? The unique missions, whatever you call mm-hmm. them. Oh, the yeah, the unique events. Yeah, unique events. Sorry, yeah. Um, so I probably missed out on some of those, but it's not a big deal, is it? Yeah, no, definitely not. Okay, um, so moving on, the storyline kind of leads you to meet three new characters, and you come up with a plan to raid Fort Mercer for Bill Williamson with the help of Seth Irish and Wes Dickens. Tell me about them. Seth's definitely pumping corpses, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a total necro. Absolutely. Aye. Aye. The, the, oh. Instantly, as soon as you meet him, you're like, you've done stuff. You're shattering bodies, mate. Aye. Yeah. You've, yeah. Uh, yeah. you've got you've got a closet that you leads love a good board. through to a fucking separate room. Absolutely. That's, yeah. And to be fair, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if they did this, but I feel as though Seth, they almost tried to do a copy of like Gollum because obviously you know you're, you're trying to find this treasure he, he's all this kind of this hunched over little little man I kind of remind me of Gollum a little bit oh it definitely no. was a callback yeah I think there's so. no way there's no way it wasn't 
Yeah. No, I thought Steph was really. I thought Steph was really fun. Actually, um, is I thought his missions were quite good. I liked his little story he had. You kind of, I, I felt really sorry for him actually, because you know he's he's telling you that he's been fucked over by his former partner, and that's why he's the way he is. And you you believe him, mm-hmm. and you try to find obviously try to find a map to then find the treasure. And you do that. You help him. You find the map. You then find the treasure. And you get there, and all there is is a little fucking glass eye, and that's it. You're like, oh shit! I felt really sorry for the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is quite a sympathetic character. I mean, obviously, like he's one of these people that you're like, right? I wouldn't trust you as far as I could throw you. Absolutely, he he definitely is like sort of. uh, I equal parts comes across as like someone that you would like. You you feel sorry for and want to help, but you wouldn't turn your back on him because if there was any sort of advantage to be had, he would just out of sheer stupidness take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt as though the only kind of negative I would say is I felt as though Seth was probably the one. Mind you, sorry. Seth and West Dickinson, we'll come to in a minute, where we're both kind of pointless in terms of why you need them for Fort Mercer, but Seth even mm. more so. It seemed as though they were just trying, like, well, we'll just create a character that's funny, that's different, and we'll just throw him out there to give us more missions to do, because he has no perpetuity for why we end up at Fort Mercer, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I think they just wanted, yeah. they obviously, like, I think at the design stage, they probably had, like, right, here we want X amount of missions, yeah, uh, and it made sense for it to be three characters, and then like to buff it out and stuff like that and yeah you're right like it, it didn't really have like it didn't really fit into the overarching story but at the same point i'm kind of glad it was there at the same point like, yeah cause it, was, it was a nice kind of break from not break from reality but almost because he was so obscure and yeah. like obviously west dickens who for me is the worst character in the game fucking hell like i just found this his whole storyline so frustrating because you know, you're you're John. You're, you're busy telling the marshal. You're trying. You're trying to move on with your life. You're trying to teach your son. Right. You know. You're trying to be a good guy, and you help West Dickens. Not the fact that you help him, obviously, like um, scam people. It's the fact that when you get caught out, you as John then gun down innocent people that have been fucked over by West Dickens. Well, well, hang on. Are you trying to be a good guy or are you not? These people, they don't deserve to die. Why are you killing these people? I just found it so frustrating. This entirety of this storyline with West Dickens because it just went against what John was supposed to be. Yeah, no, definitely. I I think maybe part of it in that instance was that I think they were the impression I got was that they were that the West Dickens missions were all, almost to try and show you that right, you're not controlling a good guy. You're mm-hmm. controlling a guy that's trying to be good, but he's yeah. also got this dark side to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, but I think the thing was that it wasn't done in a nuanced enough way. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like like you say, like it was definitely noticeable to me as well that it just felt like it didn't fit. And it I didn't think fit. that it didn't fit yeah, the story trying to tell, yeah. And I just I and I think that's the sort of stuff that by the time they got to like Red Dead Two that and even GTA Five that it, this sort of stuff was like much more blended in like a kind of shades of grey type stuff. Whereas yeah. like back then, I just I don't think they had necessarily the storytelling chops like they've always been good don't get me wrong but like mm-hmm. i just I, I i think that i my impression anyway was that it was there to to show you that yeah because i think you were getting at this point you were starting to think that you're the hero of the piece and i think it was yeah. to try and show look this guy's not a hero he's he's I, he's a cowboy he's an outlaw I, yeah but i, yeah, I, I think i think it, I, I think it was just too heavy-handed maybe yeah, I mean, I know obviously that the, the idea of it is to get the wagon to use it for Mercer, which we'll come to, but I just feel like we could, we could have done something else. We could have done different missions than gun down innocent people that you've literally scammed. I think it would have been a nice touch. Obviously, like, there's not, we'll come to 
the part of it later, but um, there wasn't. There is some sort of inconsequential choices that you can or choice that you can make, but it would maybe have been nice in that instance if you could have chose whether, yeah, like, yeah, how him, how yeah. you I whether like see he's like whether you did take out the people or not, like that yeah. could have been maybe been a choice, and although it wouldn't have really mattered in the grand scheme of things, like. I don't know if they gave you some agency over like yeah, yeah. your John, but uh, they just didn't go that way. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. And obviously, the only good thing about West Dickens is that you then get the Dead Eye, which is a fucking brilliant mechanic. I know you like bullet time, so do I. Fucking so, love it. So Dead Eye was fucking brilliant, and a complete surprise. Didn't like obviously I knew it now, but going back twelve years ago, did not expect that at all. Um, and it's a fucking brilliant mechanic and for me they do it really well particularly later on when you get the upgrade and you can then sort of you know like purposely choose where you're kind of firing with, with your, with your um, shoulder buttons but yeah mm-hmm. cracking cracking system dead I must admit yeah I mean I, I take that I would honestly there's no game that has not been improved by any sort of bullet time system in my FIFA, mind like, FIFA I just... challenge accepted <laughs> well actually I fair enough I, if there was some sort of bullet time mode in FIFA I'd probably be quite annoyed about it but uh, in any sort of gun based game yeah like, you're just, right I love it I, I, fuck it's just so much fun yeah so much fun. I mean, I, I know that some people felt, found it um, uh, how did they word it immersion breaking I'm like Fuck off! I mean, you're, you're as as a cow or as a cowboy in GTA and in Red Dead games. You've got auto lock. Mm-hmm. That for me is immersion breaking. The minute you've got auto lock on enemies, so for me, calling that immersion breaking, I think's a bit shit. To be honest with you, it was a it was a great system that got better in Mexico when it got the upgrade. Fuck's sake, it was really fucking good. And do you know what? So handy as well, particularly when you know you are surrounded. It comes in a fucking and on horseback as well. Jesus Christ, I used it all the time. Yeah, and plus I think like there is something to be said for that, but at the same point, like you're looking at like you're supposed to be this absolute marksman, and like to make that work, like you need something like that so yeah. that you can then feel like a badass. They need yeah. to empower you in some sort of way and make you feel like this like all all consuming monster that can just take folk out. Yeah, and like I've never had a problem with it in terms of like immersion because I always think of it as like I don't know, like even if you take it back to football, like don't be wrong, I wouldn't want to ever see this in a football game. But I mean, if someone was to tell me just now that when Kevin De Bruyne is picking out a pass, he doesn't fucking see stuff going in slow oh, motion God, as he's picking I out a sixty-yard right. pass, like yeah. I, I believe he does. Like you know, what I mean, yeah. he just seems to have twice as much time on the ball as everyone else so yeah absolutely it, it works for me yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it reminded me of uh, back in the day to be fair i think similar times of games but was uh, the game's call call of juarez mm-hmm. that had like a dead eye bullet time as well and it, was, and it worked really well in that also yeah it was a lot of fun uh, that yeah. would, i mean that's that's that, that's probably a six seven out of ten game without that mechanic but it, yeah. that mechanic is there and it makes it fucking awesome brilliant yeah yeah what did you think of irish yeah like so i've got down like it's mad even in 2008 when this game was being developed that they managed to base a character on punk from what the fuck do you want <laughs> like for, for for them to go back i mean 2008 you know what i mean he would yeah. have just he would have just been a young punk when he when he was a lonely a lonely little wizard yes he would have just been a wee, a wee pup at the time but they've wow. had the, they've had the ability to go in there and go that guy's going to become something. 
Yeah, that guy's going to be a top-notch podcaster one day, and we need to represent him in this 2010 <laughs> classic. And I thought that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor punk. What a shame. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. Presumably, when they were writing the character, they went right. Let's put as many stereotypes in as we fucking can here. Aye, oh, I don't God, feel aye. as though it's either it's either the worst accidental partridge going or. They did it on purpose because, my fucking God, did they try to hit every single Irish stereotype possible in that character? Yeah, no, they definitely, um, they've went to Google and taken the top five tropes and went, right, fiddle boom, these boom, in. Boom, fill them <laughs> in, yep, yeah. Obviously, the, you know, the missions with Irish are good because it's him that helps you get the Gatling gun to then take on Fort Mercer. Mm-hmm. Albeit you go fucking round the houses with him because he's a drunken Irishman, you know? There we go. Um, but there's this really funny scene when he holds up two fucking nuns, you know? He thinks they're like bad guys. I'm like, oh my fucking God, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, no, he, see, to be honestly, he was one of the most memorable characters to me. Definitely. Like, I just, he's just... It's it's the stuff that Rockstar do so well. Like I love when they like like just take a stereotype and like dial it up to eleven. Yeah. Oh, like fuck it's yeah. it's yeah, it's not realistic or whatever, but you're like, I don't know, it's that's the stuff that sticks with me in these yeah. sort of games. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you're right, Jen. You know, it was cool the, the mission where you get the Gatling the Gatling gun and you go through the cave and obviously it's the usual shootout stuff and at the end of it when you then kind of ride the the, the, the train cart thing, um obviously down the train track and I thought it was really fucking cool I like that bit it was a nice change of pace you could say yeah so now you've got your band of merry men and it's time to take on Fort Mercer tell me about this mission I didn't like this mission same I'm so glad you said that I just found it so fucking stupid yeah you know you're, I, just, you're I right. didn't like it I, I, it felt like at a certain point, it felt like tower defense, like it ah, switched into like yes. a, and they do, they do this a couple of times in the game where it's just okay. like here you okay. go and here's a big fucking endless Wait, wave of enemies and we'll see we'll see you in ten minutes and you're like fuck off yeah. man. How's Bill Williamson paying and funding all these people? By the way, they keep coming. It's it's, it's comical as fuck. It's just wave after wave of men just keep coming and. Like the bit that annoys me most is that you know I, I mentioned before how I didn't like West Dickens. I felt like character was shit. Mm-hmm. But they could argue you did it to get his wagon because obviously it was bulletproof or whatever. So, that, so they could argue, well, this is why we put that in. Fine, but you arrive at them at Fort Mercer, you get in, and you drop the sides to it. So you mm-hmm. don't even fucking use it anyway. The Gatling gun you're shooting from is open in plain sight. It's like the fuck did i do all that shit for so that annoyed me even more that i've gone against what i feel is john's new character and then didn't even fucking use it anyway and uh, but like you said tower defense is probably the perfect way to put that actually and i've, I've just never liked that style of like game like it's just i don't know anytime it goes to that i'm like oh not this again like mm-hmm. like I, I wouldn't play a game that is like exclusively a tower defense game because it just i don't know i just no time for it really and yeah when it came to bits like this i just wanted them over with yeah yep and in terms of that thing with the like the uh car the only thing i can assume is that the reason they did it was so that they got it to that point in one play in one piece but even then that's that doesn't particularly make sense because why why would they get attacked before then so you're right like it just didn't make any sense as soon as they dropped that down you're like right well that was that whole thing was pointless i've just fucking murdered 10 families for you you wank (laughs) and got nothing out of it (laughs) obviously you know the game would be pretty fucking short if bill was there but obviously we find out that he's that he's fucked off don't we so it was all for nothing Uh, he's a slippery one Mm mm-hmm 
So the game has like an honour and fame system, which you're kind of starting to see at this point a bit more. What did what's your thoughts on this? Underutilised. Mm. Yeah. So I, wrote, I, put, I just put personally didn't like it and it just felt there was little reward and not used well enough. Like it just, it has no bearing on how you play the game in any shape or form. Unless you decide to go all out rogue and presumably when you walk through the town, you get shot out. But that's a pretty small part of it. If that is the alternative. Um, and I just, I found the fame system pointless, totally pointless. It only becomes, not even handy, but it only becomes useful at the end of, or near the end of the game when you max it out because then if you commit any crimes, nobody reports you for it if your mate, if your fame's maxed out. Mm. But again, you're near the end of the game at that point and what fucking, you know, what crimes are you actually committing at this point? You know, I just found that so fucking pointless and frustrating because they could have created a good system there, but they just didn't. I, I sort of feel like, and I, I don't know, I meant to actually look into this before we recorded, but I do wonder if that it was sort of put in and then the plan was to like expand it out and make it more of a focal mm-hmm. point. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. they spent so much time on other aspects of the game that they Aye. never had time to. And so it's sort of like something that remained in the game, but was never fully explored. And that's the only thing I can think of because, like you say, like it, it feels strange for Rockstar to put something like that in, and for it to be so Pointless. inconsequential. Like it just, yeah, yeah it just I uh, didn't really fit. And so I, the only thing I can think of is that uh, it was put in early doors, and they were like, "All right, we'll expand on that later." And then for whatever reason, they maybe never had time or Run out of time budget, uh, and, whatever, and then they yeah, were just the like, "We've got hacked, uh, something." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they just maybe thought like well there's no point in taking it out we'll leave it in and if people like it we can maybe like build on it for the next time or something mm-hmm. yeah did you just play like the mini games that were included first time i've played I, I tried them all and this time around all i did was i played the dice which is quite cool um but i couldn't really arse with anything else i'd done it all before I wasn't really doing this to sit there and play poker. I fucking hated the treasure maps as well. I couldn't be arsed mm. with that. So I just, I didn't bother this time around even kind of getting involved. Yeah, there was a time. It wasn't the first time I played through the game, but I think it was the second time. So I'm thinking this would maybe have been like maybe 2013 or something like that. I played through it again. And at this point I was like dabbling with the idea of maybe getting the platinum. And so I did get more into the mini games at that time but uh, for this playthrough for this I didn't really like I remember the one thing I remember being quite good at was the horseshoes so Mm -hmm. I did try that just to see if I still had it and I most definitely did not (laughs) and I was like right I'm not I'm not fucking spending the time with this eye so I just binned it eye Um, (laughs) and yeah I remember the rest of it feeling like a bit of a chore to be honest like I don't know like again in GTA like I quite liked going and playing darts and playing pool and stuff like that but i the the sort of old western games weren't really my bag no no same okay so you kind of finish fort mercer and then you discover that bill williamson has fled to mexico so with the help of the irish you make your way down the river to mexico and you meet a new character here ricketts tell me about him yeah so i mean ricketts is He's kind of a, a mysterious character to start with because, you know, he's clearly American. He's obviously an old cowboy, but he, he has a go at you when you arrive. When you arrive at the town, these sort of three would-be muggers, you know, they, they want your fucking boots, clothes and motorcycle. Um, and you as John shoot them 
You're like, well, fuck you three. Fucking mug me. I'm a cowboy. And you shoot them, you kill them. And Ricketts is like, who the fuck do you think you are coming down here? I'm like, killing these three muggers. Who the fuck do you think you are? You know? Um, and it's an interesting quote. You know, he, he says to John, you know, you kill a peasant, you become a peasant. And John says, I never inspired to be anything more. And I fuck it, I quite, actually quite like that quote, to be honest with you. I thought, well, yeah. you know, Ricketts is trying to take the, the sort of moral high ground. And John's like, well, fuck you. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that. Actually, I've got something similar down. Um, I really liked the sort of like when you arrived. I think, like I say, like I not that Mexico was fucking massively populated in, but like I don't know. Like I remember each time I played this, including this time here, like I quite liked when you arrive at Mexico because it felt like such a change. Like it, yeah. I think at the time you arrive in Mexico, I was getting quite tired of the the sand like the sandy colors and like the sort of like i don't know certain aesthetic and then you, you rock up to mexico and like i thought there was like the sort of differences between the haves and the have nots and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i just I, I quite liked it yeah it, it was an i thought it was like a nice change of pace at the right time yeah 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 i mean obviously ricketts you know a bit like bonnie decides that you're not a good enough cowboy and he decides to teach you a few things as well which uh, then yeah. gives us our improved dead eye which again i'm not going to complain about that because you get a very fucking good mechanic at the end of it and that's where you effectively now have free reign over dead eye what you can shoot you can always pinpoint any fucking digit you want to shoot off you can with the dead with the new dead eye so yeah so i thought that was really good um and a nice improvement yeah, I like I liked it as well at this point how you like you sort of inadvertently end up playing like both sides. Like yes. that was that was quite cool. Like I, I I liked this bit of the game. Like I thought like the sort of I thought the storytelling started to get a little I mean, don't be wrong, it's, uh, the storytelling's great throughout. Like I say, like Irish was one of my favourite characters, but like yeah. I don't know, I felt like at this sort of point the storytelling took a little bit of a sort of bump up. Yeah. Um and like Yeah, I just like um, trying to think his name now. Um, Reyes, like I love. Yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously, absolute scumbag. But like Reyes is just like that was funny. Every yeah. time he was on, you were like, "What's he going to say now?" Do you know what I mean? Just... Yeah, the fucking top shagger that he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Like that girl's so into him, and he's just like every time she's brought up, he's like, "Who? Who? Who are yeah. we talking about here? I don't... Who are you talking about?" And this girl was like, "I'm willing to die for you," and he's like. <laughs> Who are you? Who is this? I've happened. I've had the drink too heavy. Uh, oh, <laughs> there's a there's there's a funny bit as well when you're when you're playing poker with these Germans, and the Germans think you're cheating, and you all stand up, and everyone's pointing a gun at each other. And I obviously we, that's a fucking Mexican standoff. Uh, and the guy's like, there must be a name for this. And look, it's like it's an impasse. It's like it's a fucking Mexican standoff. You know, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. It's like when they, were, when they were writing the game, they went, we have to put a Mexican standoff in. We have to do this. And they yeah. found a way to get it in, didn't they? So Aye. I like that. And they, they get it in, but make everyone blissfully aware of what it yes. would actually be called. Absolutely. Yeah. Aye, it's really well done, that bit. <laughs> we find them um, kind of, I liked, because John, obviously John, I think kind of John kind of sees himself a little bit in Ricketts. Maybe me, and to be fair, I think vice versa as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, John starts opening up to Ricketts a bit more. He starts telling them that, you know, he tried to go straight and, and basically he was kind of abandoned by, by the gang and Dutch. He said, and he actually says that Dutch lost his mind, he even says, you know, and he then explains that, you know, that he's been sent to to track down the men he used to work with. So it was quite good. I like, I like this kind of segment here of, of John opening up and we seeing a bit more about why. Because again, we still don't really understand fully why John's doing this at this point, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. And I, th- I thought as well, like it was, it was like round about this time where it, it was quite good. How obviously they do a really good job of like between DeSanta and like Luisa and Reyes, like they show you like as I say, like both sides. So yes. you're getting like there's this revolution going on, and like in a lot of games like this, like they would pit you in one side, and you would see quite in depth one side of it, and you would maybe get like sort of like a little bit of the other but because you're going back and forth like I feel like you get quite a quite a well-rounded story of what's going on in that time period yeah well obviously when we, when we meet DeSanta that's kind of when we find out a bit more about the civil war and we kind of understand mm-hmm. what's going on and these missions obviously I think for John were frustrating because you know you need DeSanta to try and hunt down Bill Williamson or to find out where he is and Obviously, your first kind of few missions with him are basically just going to kill some rebels, kidnap women, obviously for Shagan, and burn down houses. That kind of that's kind of all you do with this guy. He seems he's a very nice guy, Desana. Um, mm. And I think obviously, like there's a, there's a bit of distaste here for for him and his ways. But he's needed. We need this guy, this fucking horrible bastard that he is. Yeah, yeah. And it was obviously around about this time as well where you've got uh, the Gatlin gun mission with Reyes as well. And I was just like, here we fucking go again. I'm back to fucking Fort Mercer. Yeah, yeah, there's there's, there's quite a lot of that kind of kind of coming up, to be honest with you. Uh, every, time um, it, every time it come up, you're just like, no, come on, just fucking let me live in this world. And I, like I say, I'm, it's a personal thing. Like, I'm sure there's some people that these were the highlight missions to them, but... yeah. It did my tits in. Well, it was odd, obviously, because that, that, that mission you mentioned with the train and the Gatling gun, it starts off strange because you need to do stealth. And it's like, why the fuck am I doing stealth in a Rockstar game? But you do. You have to be quite sneaky to get past the guards. You use um, throwing knives as well. So mm. it's um, it was a fair kind of change of pace. It's like, well, why are you suddenly throwing a stealth mechanic in now? Like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Aye, aye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I... I I agree with you on Reyes. You know, Reyes is a is a is a, he's a top shagger, um, and I mean he's obviously supposed to be a piece of shit. But because Rockstar do it in such a funny way, he's like a lovable piece of shit. Not a lovable piece of shit, but like I don't. It's just you can't take him seriously. Almost yeah. like they make him just. It's quite at that at this Comical. point in the game. I it's just like I don't know. Like every time he was on the screen, I was like, what's he going to say? Because yeah. it just it just became funny. Well, I think as well, because he's he's probably the only guy you think that's a good guy because, you know, like Reyes, you find out that he was born into money. He's he's like a, he's he's like, a, he's like an elite, you know, he's he's a wealthy man and he mm. chooses a life of rebellion for his people, you know, and and with that, obviously, as you said, you know, totally forget to, who's, who's that? That's, that's your fiance. Oh, right. Oh, Louisa, Laura. Inky calls her Laura at some point, you know. And there's a, I think there's a couple of times man. he's got a different name for her. He's like, oh, who's that again? I, I, that's your fiance. Oh, yeah, yes, her. Yeah, yes. I love her. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's crazy. <laughs> okay, so the kind of the relationship with DeSanta and Razor comes to head, and then DeSanta double crosses you. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the a fairly uh, ov- a fairly obvious yeah, double cross. I would say. say. It, yeah, it, it was. A, it wasn't a case of. Why it was because of when the fuck is going to happen, wasn't it? You know, um, yeah, it was always it was always going to happen. Obviously, he tells you. I think he tells you that he's he's captured uh, Javier Escuela, who it was quite strange because we didn't really hear anything about Escuela up until the last few missions. It was all about being about Bill Williamson, and obviously Dutch has been mentioned a couple of times, but Escuela almost didn't exist. 
he, can, suddenly... he does he does appear out of nowhere almost, doesn't he? Aye, I felt that. I felt that. Like they, know, could, so... they could have probably done with like I don't know Pepper and his name in a bit earlier and just sort of like building up to that a bit more because it, yeah. it it did sort of feel like again we have no idea and I'm sure there's a documentary somewhere but yeah it almost felt like they were like right well we can't have I mean the game's supposed to go another ten hours so we need something we need but we need John to have a win here so yeah. and then they introduce him and then yeah he sort of gets introduced and then. Is gone like well in one mission. Quickly. Yeah, right. obviously after obviously after after you're double crossed um, by DeSanta, Reyes obviously comes to your rescue and that, and of course now you kind of owe him. And then that's, I suppose this is where you kind of think, oh, he's obviously a good guy because he saved me as in me as in John the protagonist. And obviously then you know we, we then obviously hunt down. We'll hunt down DeSanta first of all. Did did you kill him or did you let the rebels kill him? I to be fair, I let the rebels. Kill him. I thought, ah, oh, no, fuck it, you guys can have him. I killed him. Did you? Yeah, yeah I, let, I, I let them have him. I can't remember what I did first time or anything like that, but um, but yeah, no, I killed him. Yeah. Of course, we then find Escuela. And again, you've got this option where you can either shoot him or you can tie him up. And to be fair, I, I just captured him. I threw him in jail. I thought, no, nah, fuck you. I'm not going to give you an easy way out. I, I just captured him. No, I killed him and all. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sick man, Craig. Nobody's fucking coming out of this alive. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody fucking dies. <laughs> this is where, like, obviously in the game... That obviously the next part is where they then have to obviously go and get the colonel and obviously try and kind of overthrow the the Mexican government because we now basically own we we owe Reyes. But there's this brilliant scene. Obviously, you mentioned about like Reyes and, and Luisa. Reyes is captured, and Luisa sacrifices yeah. herself for him. And he's like, "Who the fuck was she? It's like she just killed herself for you, you idiot. You know? uh, Who is she again? Oh yeah, he's like, I'll name a city after her, Laura. You know." <laughs> That's honestly, it might be my favourite part of the game. Like, she just does this big <laughs> sacrifice, and he's like, who the fuck is who she? Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> and John, John at this point is fucking raging, by the way. Aye. He's so annoyed, you know? But I didn't realise this until afterwards, but um, obviously now, now obviously when, when you kill the colonel and you then overthrow Mexico, and Reyes is basically in charge, later on you find a newspaper, and yes. Reyes becomes a fucking tyrant. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, you did it all, and he becomes a shithead anyway. I, I just thought that was, to be fair... You can kind of see that coming, really, didn't you? Because he was so arrogant, the power just fucking went to him, you know? Aye. I, I, I seem to remember the first time I played the game, I think I never noticed that. And then it was only when I was mm-hmm. talking to someone after that they were like, oh, no, he turns into a total bellend. Yeah. Because uh, I think I missed that the first time I played it, so yeah. I was looking out for it this time. But uh, it's it's a very, it's a cool little nod, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he basically, yeah he basically he like ends democracy and stuff. He like, he like cancels elections and shit, so only he can be voted and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, though, I, I don't know about you, but you've already, you kind of, you already hinted at that about, oh, Gatling gun again. This is where in the game I was starting to get frustrated because every fucking mission was the same thing. Go here. Kill 30 men. Oh, look, another wave of men comes. It's basically the shootout of the OK Corral every fucking mission. Like, how many times can one guy take out the Mexican army? Aye. It just, it, for me, I was starting to get a bit tired at this point. And I'm going... Ah, it, 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 it did feel like it was running out of ideas. When, yeah, when... But you say running out of ideas, I just, I didn't feel I had many ideas anyway, because even if you go back to the start, go back to Armadillo, no, every mission is the same. When, you know, when you're trying to when you're trying to get the Gatling gun, same thing. Go here, shoot thirty men. When you're trying to help West Dickens, go here, shoot thirty men. When you're helping Seth find the glass eye, go here, shoot thirty men. It was just like every mission was literally the same thing. I'm like, ah, I, I, this is like I didn't notice it playing it ten, twelve years ago. 
but I fucking noticed it now, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I would agree with that. Like, I mean, we sometimes we don't necessarily notice it, but we have come a long way. And I think, like, a lot of the time we do, we look back on games more fondly and we think that, I don't know, like, you think of them almost in a bubble of, like, yeah. when you played them. And it's only when you go back that you're like, oh, right, I actually do notice the rough edges here. I do notice (laughs) that, like, that was a bit more heavy-handed than I thought it was initially. Like, yeah, because, yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's a a shame that I can't, I think it's a shame I felt that way because, you know, the the game has got a lot of qualities, but I just, yeah, I was like, right, it's just fucking over yet. You know, the next bit, Act 3, how long is this going to be, you know? I think they, it was almost as if they just felt like they had to like a Make mission. It exciting, yeah. Like a, each mission had to ha- like. I would have quite liked if like a third of the missions didn't have any shooting in them at all. Like, yes, and it's just like character building story. But I think yeah. back then they almost felt like they had to. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, right, so where's each mission? Like where's the shooting bit? Yeah. Where's the chase? Where's the yeah. where's the big sort of crescendo? And almost like those like like um bits of like the Gatling gun and stuff like that I almost felt like a sort of like substitute for like a boss battle. Like the the, the never ending Gatling gun that you never get tired and never runs out of bullets so never gets never gets hot and over you know it's just like it's just unlimited, isn't it? It's comical a little bit. You know? Yeah. It's almost like you're right, it'd be nice to have a bit of a variety of missions and you know there's a lot to be said for filler missions. The same as like T V shows, you know, people say, Oh, that sees a twenty episodes, they've done that in twelve episodes, eight of those episodes. But it's like but those eight episodes are filler because they're they're giving you character characterization and developing relationships here and here where you don't believe, you don't maybe don't appreciate him. Maybe there's something to be said for that happening in games. Maybe maybe we'll look at filler missions and go, that was a bit of shit. But actually, if it wasn't for that, you'd just be doing the same thing over and over again for 15 hours. You know, suddenly you get pretty fucking bored, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that in TV shows where, like like you say, it's maybe 20 episodes and they go, aye, but there was only 10 good ones. And they're like, aye, but if it wasn't for the 10 other ones, the 10 good ones wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. Exactly. And it's because of the context you have that it then makes that better. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as Craig mentioned, kills Williamson and Esquilla. Esquilla. Um, and you think you're free, but maybe not, not quite. No. The FIB then informs you that Dutch is in Blackwater and you've got one final task to bring the end to the Vanderbilt gang. Yeah, it's like the old quote, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. See, again, I really like this bit. And Same. I think it's because like I really like Blackwater. And Same. Like, like, like I say, like I, I prefer the more kind of dense areas. And although I'm not saying it was huge, but it was still the closest you had to that and so when i yeah. got there i was like all oh, right okay right this does now feel like early 1900s like yeah yeah it's very modern it, yeah you know, the, the, the streets are tarmacked the, the the buildings a lot of buildings are brick rather than than, than timber mm-hmm. um and then of course the big thing is there's auto cars yes. auto cars <laughs> i'm not on a fucking horse anymore and it, yeah i really i must admit I, i'm the same as you i liked Blackwater. um it was a nice contrast from what was literally the Wild West, and even Mexico, you can argue, is still the Wild West. Yeah, albeit Wild South. Huh? Um, it was like, a very, it was a very big contrast, wasn't it? Like between 100%. them, like it, it yeah. almost reminded me a little bit of 
although to more of an extent of this though, but Mafia 2, where you like, there's a certain point in Mafia 2, spoilers, where you jump, I think it's seven years or something like that in the future. Yeah. And although the city still looks the same, it's all different cars, the cars handle better, yeah. they go faster, like all the, like, there's so many modern updates and it felt a bit like that. It felt like you'd made like an actual leap. Yep, yep. Well, the thing is, yeah, you're right. It's like you've gone through time, obviously, as well, which you haven't. You just kind of moved a little bit east. Um, but even like when you think about like, like the difference in spending your entire last, call it 15, 20 hours on a, on, a, on a fucking hard to control horse, and now you drive to a mission in a car, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a joke as well. Like, I'm sure John's like, the fuck is this thing? And, and I'm sure one of the a- agents that teach the mission is like, ah, these are the most reliable things in the world, you know? These will, <laughs> these will, these will never break down. And sure enough, <laughs> fucking five minutes later, <laughs> who's, who's calling the AA in the fucking Wild West, by the way? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was. It was, su- it was such a contrast. Like, it really was. And I, I felt like, like, obviously, the whole game is supposed to be based around, like, it's the dying days of the Wild West, yes. and the Wild West is coming to an end. And mm-hmm. I felt like, like they that was like I say, like obviously there was parts of the game that weren't done very subtly, but yep. like I felt like although it is such a stark change, it was almost like a subtle way of in the background been like showing you the Wild West is coming to an end. Like look I, at yeah. this, this is where we're actually at. You've seen, you've been out there like fighting and the fucking sticks but now mm-hmm. look at what this is where we actually are yep and it's i, I thought it was really cool well done yeah you're right i, I think it's a, i think it's a giant metaphor that you've that you've called it spot on i think that's i think that's the exact message they were going for yeah mm-hmm. and I, I have to say here i don't know about you but obviously you know we get told that dutch is in blackwater at this point dutch is quite a mysterious Character, we've, we've we've heard his name a couple of times. Obviously, you know, you spoke about it with, with Ricketts, but we kind of know fuck all about Dutch, really. Unless, mm. of course, you've played the sequel and we're now going back in time. We know about Dutch, but yeah, yeah. it wasn't kind of a, a lot kind of spoken about him at all, to be honest with you. That's the thing. It was almost quite like it was a different experience. I, I can't put myself back into that 2010 mindset, but like, mm-hmm. obviously, like when you played that at launch like it was that was supposed to be the case where dutch was this sort of elusive figure and you didn't really know much about him and stuff like that but it's it's obviously different now going into that where you're like i've played a whole game with him now so i do have that context (laughs) yeah Yeah, and you annoyed the fuck out of me then Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i had a plan arthur we fucking get it mate jesus christ Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so cultural differences like racism and stereotypes seem to play quite a large part in Act 3. On one side, there's Harold McDougall, who is studying Native Americans, and then on the other hand, you've got Nastas, a Native American, who's also an informant for the FIB. Yeah, I must admit, I find a lot of this quite hard to listen to. A lot of these kind of racist remarks and stereotypes and, and it's not it's not because it was wrong or because it was exaggerated but it's because of how accurate it was and how people saw minorities particularly native americans back then and to be honest with you probably still do now in actual fact and i think some of the some of the comments that were made and obviously you know this was being written i think they were writing it again because it was still prominent and it was still fucking true um you know like they're, they're constantly constantly called things like savages they're referred to as being unintelligent yeah, you know the the entirety of this act is 
it ranks up the racism level quite fucking high, to be honest with you. And again, it's it's a fact that it's all true. It's not it's not because it's bullshit, you know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're right. Like, I'm. I, I think they should have. I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it because it, it was accurate, and I think it's sort of done in a way that's supposed to be quite like shocking. Yeah. Like yeah. I've I've spoke about this stuff like this in the past, but like I don't know. Like I've always, whether it be games or whether it be like films or anything like that, like any time there is sort of like racial remarks and stuff like that, I find it quite hard to listen to. Yeah. Like, and you realise that obviously, like, it's it's a performance. It's like they're trying to be, I don't know, in keeping with the time and stuff mm. like that. But, like, and this is probably through my sheltered life a bit, but, like, I've I've very rarely in my life, like, ex- like been witness to racism. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that sort of almost makes it more start. Like, I just, I find it so difficult to comprehend people having an issue with someone because of something like that. Yeah. I'm just like, why? Like, I, I suppose it's the way you're raised and, like, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. But, like, I just, I, I find it mad that this ever went on. Like, mm-hmm. how could anyone, I don't know. I just, I don't understand it. Like, yeah, I've yeah, never... Yeah. I've never had to like check one of my friends or check somebody that was an acquaintance or anything like that and be like, what the fuck are you, what the fuck are you saying? Do you know I, what I mean? I, like, I, it's, I, 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 of satire, of course, yeah. Yeah, aye, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, but like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't really have like a marker for it. And so, yeah. like, I see this sort of stuff and I know that it did happen. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that, like, to be honest, Rockstar's probably even toning it down. I mean, I'm sure it was way worse. Oh, oh, but like, oh God, I. Well, the thing is, that the bit that always annoys me about, Cowboys and Indians, you know, when you grow up, you watch films or you play Cowboys and Indians with your friends. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are, de- are depicted as the good guys. Indians, Native Americans are, de- are depicted as the bad guys. But mm. in reality, it's the fucking other way around. You yeah, know? Like, totally. Just how we've, we've totally whitewashed history. But I think Whereas, it's because the stories were often told by yes, the by white, one side yeah. that that's why people, that's yeah. aye, exactly <laughs> yeah, aye, it was sort of made out as if we're the good guys. Aye, which which obviously that doesn't help. But I think that's where I probably did find a lot of these lines quite difficult because we've been sheltered from the truth a lot, especially in the in the media. Like mm-hmm. there's there's one bit like like McDougal, who obviously is a scientist, he's a like, coked you know, up scientist. Fuck, I yeah no. <laughs> Like, when you first meet him, he's like, John, John, come I'm so excited. Wait till you see this. He goes, I've been testing the blood of, of these savages, and I've been testing the blood of the white man, and would you believe they're the same? And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, but, but, see, but see, the scary thing is that people probably genuinely thought that. that oh, like, God, I, yeah. Like, like, I get the fact that obviously he's doing it to be, to be, to be shocking and, and, and for a bit of humour, but actually, like, 100 years ago, that probably would have been like, oh, my God, we, we, we are the same. Uh, yeah, you fucking moron. You are the same, you know? And, and again, the thing is, like, these people would have been seen as smart at the time. Like, and oh, Mc, like McDougall's depicted as being someone that's, like, really educated and, like, cut yes, edge. And you're like, no, Yale, I think, or something, like you said, yeah. And you're like, no, you're actually a fucking idiot. Yeah, because the first time he meets you, he offers you cocaine by a syringe. You're like, magic! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, yeah, this this whole bit was, was, was quite difficult, but I think it was also important as well. I think um, so as well, yeah. I think yeah. they would have, it would just wouldn't have rung true otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I do wonder, like, see if if this game was to release, like, next week, next week. Is that where you're going? Yeah. 
there's no way. I don't yeah. think like they would have toned it down to a certain extent because of the the way the world is now. Yeah. But like, there's there's multiple ways you can look at it. Like, I almost like I'm thinking back to me in 2010. Like, and with that orange hair, with that orange hair, <laughs> and I'm thinking to my, like <laughs> I I genuinely almost I almost think like not that it. I almost feel like it's a learning experience. Like if it's done in that sort of way and you can, like if you're then looking at that and going, I can't believe that actually happened. Like it's, it almost is like sort of reaffirming in your mind, like how ridiculous that was. And then hopefully like, it's almost like teaching in a way. I'm not, I'm not conveying this properly, but like, I I, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't feel like I've always been of the opinion that, we shouldn't pretend this stuff never happened. I agree. Because we need to learn from it. And yeah. like, so Rockstar putting it into a game, even if it is in a satirical manner, and like things like South Park and stuff like that do this as well. And like, yeah, it could be seen as offensive, but at the same point, I think this needs to be shown that this has happened so that folk yeah. can go, wow, you're the fucking idiot. And then yeah. people learn from it and realise that how daft and how unacceptable this stuff was. Yeah, I mean the thing is the the, the minute the minute you censor satire, you've got a problem because that's exactly what satire's for. It's to mm-hmm. it's to be offensive, but with a message behind it. Like even there was there was a, a conversation between McDougal and, and Nastas. You know, Nastas has a go at McDougal. He's like, "You fucking you you stole our fucking land. Who do you think you are?" Which obviously really happened. Mm. And McDougal's response is, "I but but we give you civilization, and it's fucking social because that's always the excuse yeah. that people use for." colonialism i but look what we gave you we stole we stole all your wealth we, we raped your lands but hey listen we taught you fucking english and gave you christianity that's always the excuse that's given so again that line is there for a reason mm-hmm. yeah no i agree hi Okay, so you managed to then proceed and find dutch and hunt him to his hiding place what did you think of him and i guess his demise um, I didn't like having to team up with Ross. That guy's uh, a yeah. fucking grady cunt. And although, yeah. like, you know that it's going to, I don't know, it's not like you're under any, I don't know, misinterpretation that you're going to end up pals with him or anything like that. But mm. I still just didn't like having to be on the same team as him, even briefly. Yeah. Like, I was like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Absolute knob. Yeah. Because obviously, well, this is where we find out more as well that Ross has actually got your family like I suppose kidnapped you could say mm. like you know we don't really know you know are they, are they just back home and they're just being watched you know we, we don't really kind of know what's happened to um to John's family but it's obviously these kind of scenes we do find that actually they're actually in prison they have been technically kidnapped you know um but yeah Dutch was a strange one because in hindsight we know what Dutch was like obviously playing the sequel so it's kind of hard to kind of put yourself mm. in that in that mindset, we're going back twelve years, but he's clearly a user. You know, he's he's, he's brainwashing Native Americans for his own gains. He's using his kind of anti-establishmentism, his own feelings, to kind of play into theirs to rub off into them. So he knows what he's doing. He's very uh, he's he's a clever guy. You know, yeah, um, he comes across very much as like a cult leader, and he's able to sort of. Oh like, fuck! I, he's he's basically Charles Manson, isn't he, of the Wild West? That's, aye, pretty much. Yeah. That's almost what they're going for. Like, it, it just shows that he's able to like bring these people in and make them do his bidding for him. And very rarely does he then have to get his hands dirty. Aye, yeah, pretty much. 
and uh, yeah. I think that it shows that throughout the game. Like obviously, like John was a part of that at one point and stuff like that. And it just it, they sort of like they show that wherever he goes, he seems to be able to sort of insulate himself and yeah, just sort of like build a sort of cocoon around him. Yeah, I thought his death was quite um, poetic, though. Um, I, I like the fact that he jumped off the cliff on his own terms. I quite liked his death. Yeah. Rather than, you know, he was never going to go down being killed by John, who's a, who's lower than him in his eyes. Yeah. He went out his terms, boom. I liked that. I liked his ending. Yeah, because, I mean, again, I, th- I felt that really rang true for the character or what we knew of the character. And obviously, having played Red Dead Redemption 2, that was fleshed out way more. Yeah, he was never going to let John or anyone else shoot him. No fucking chance. No, he had, like you say, he had to go out in his terms and, yeah, yeah grand. And of course, you then had Ross came along and, 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 and shot the dead body and he said something like, it looks better this way. I'm like, you're such a fucking rat. Uh, he has to have the, <sighs> the glory at the end. It has yeah. to be me. Like, I've done absolutely fuck all, but I'm yeah. just going to walk along here at the end and take the glory. He was like the vulture in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> The vulture. <laughs> That's a great character, isn't it? Yes, I. <laughs> Just swoons in and steals all the fucking glory. <laughs> Pretty much, I. He's like, I'll be having that. Boom. <laughs> Two to the head. That's my bullets. Boom. A hundred years from now, they'll do a forensic test. That'll be my bullet. No bother. <laughs> so, finally, with the Vanderland. Sorry. Finally, with the Vanderland gang gone, John is reunited with his family and uncle back on his farm. And then the preceding mission sort of serves as the epilogue of the story. What did you think of it and the final scenes? I felt as though it dragged. It really fucking dragged. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I, I understand. I understand why they had to do it because you had to. You as John had to build your relationship with Jack back mm-hmm. for for him to have the ending that he did. Um, so I, I totally get it. I totally understand why it was there. It it, it just it just kind of went on. It's like, oh my god, I'm rearing cattle again. Fuck mm-hmm. off. Stop going backwards. Fuck off. And it was like oh, frustrating. But I do appreciate it did have to be done. That's the thing. So like when I was doing this, I, I was the exact same as you. I was like, this is fucking boring. And mm-hmm. it's at that point, you really are just wanting the game to fucking end. Yes. And I had a similar thing in Red Dead Redemption 2, I suppose, spoilers, but that fucking epilogue goes on forever oh and all. Oh, my God. And you're yeah. just like, ah, why can't this... Why have they done this again? Why can't this fucking end? But yeah. back to uh, Red Dead 1, like like you say, it just goes on and on. And I was trying to think while I was doing it, I was like, how... Like, because like you say, I, I agree with you. I think it was necessary because they yeah. had to build up that relationship. And I'm like, is there any other fucking way they could have done this? And the only thing I came up with was if they had somehow been able to, like, throughout the story, like, almost, like, intersperse, like, a few flashbacks to you and the son, like, having bonding experiences or something like that. But then I don't know if that would then have taken away from the the sort of mystery of like some of the story that was still to come and I, I don't know I'd need to probably go back again and see if that would have worked but I wondered if they could have maybe peppered that throughout the story so that then this last bit could have been shorter shorter yeah because it just it was like I mean even I remember back at the time like even people I know that loved the game like did say like it was just it was too long a lull yeah. at the end yeah before obviously the the final conclusion yeah, I mean, again, yeah, the final conclusion, so it'll come as no surprise that, that Ross and the FIB come after you. 
And once again, another shootout at the OK Corral. Ugh, I've done this 60 fucking, 68 minutes. I've done this 60 times now. Come on to fuck. Um, but although it was no surprise, I don't know about you, but even playing it now again, that ending's still really fucking shocking. And it's so brutal as well. Mm-hmm. Really brutal. Like, I forgot how brutal that basically murder was. Just when you're, when you're John and you're just kind of, bloodied, you're broken, and you're just stood there. You've not quite fallen down yet. It's like, fucking hell, this is hard to look at, actually, you know? Yeah, because I, th- I thought it was interesting, like, obviously, like, John does have the opportunity, like, he sends his his wife and his boy away, and he could have yeah. he could have fled with them, yeah. but he knew that if he did, they would just continuously be hunted, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he knew that he was just like, I'm a I'm sort of like a product of a bygone era and I, my time is up. Yeah. And he was willing to sacrifice himself for his family. Yeah. Yeah, in the end, it was um, it was quite angelic almost, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, for all the sort of like, I don't know, the lull was too long and stuff like that, I did like the ending. Yeah, so did I. What, what, what did you think of the the true ending then, the, the, the Jack ending? I don't know. I go back and forth on it because it, mm-hmm. in a, a certain point, obviously, so at the end, the sort of true ending is that he hunts him down. He yeah. hunts down, um, what's his face? Ross. Uh, Ross. Ross. And fucking kills him. And at one point, in one, on one point, I'm like, yes, because that is the satisfying ending that you wanted. Yeah. Because if that hadn't happened, you'd have been like, fuck Ross getting away with this. So yes. it's great to see him die, but at the same point, obviously, there is that sort of like, I don't know, you as like a sort of bystander being that sort of disappointed way where you're like, John did all this so that you didn't have to become what he was. And <sighs> yes. and that's, it's pretty much like, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy that has now happened. Yes, yes. Well, well, that's that's exactly it for me as well. It just shows that, well, first of all, John can't escape his past. Mm. because obviously he, he then get killed he can't move on so john doesn't get his red dead redemption and of course then jack can't escape his dad's past so jack can't get his redemption either and he goes on like you say to, to, to kill ross and i i actually quite liked it and as soon as i was playing it just now i was like how the fuck do i trigger those missions again i totally forgot what to do i'm like why is there no mission icon of course it's a fucking strangers and freaks mission isn't it so um yeah so first of all you, you, you find a, a random guy, he tells you, oh yeah, he's retired, he lives out at so-and-so. So you go out there and you find you find Ross's wife, who tells you, oh yeah, he's, he's away fishing. So mm-hmm. I shot his wife. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, bitch. So you then Take go to where No, fuck her. You then go to where he's fishing and you find a man, it turns out to be Ross's brother. But he's like, oh yeah, Ross, he's down at the, he's down the river catching salmon or whatever. Magic, thank you. I then shot his brother. You know, <laughs> fucking right. I'm fucking taking both of you cunts here. <laughs> fucking right, I did. And of course, see, at this point, when you do that, your fame goes down and your mm. honour goes down as well. <laughs> and of course, then fucking take Ross out, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's it's a good ending, but it's also quite sad that Jack has gone on to be an outlaw himself. And I mean, he can't go on and just be a, be a rancher somewhere and be a, live happily with a family. He's, 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 grown up or sorry he's he's growing into a role that's basically dying out you know yeah yeah no there definitely is that and obviously when it goes forward as well like you see that like the the mum's dead as well because you see as soon as after you get the cutscene you do see the three graves 
yes. for like Uncle John and the mum. Yeah. Um, so there's certainly no happy endings to be had, <laughs> really. I mean, I've, I'm, don't get me wrong, I've, I'm, I'm, I bet he's feeling pretty good about taking out um, his dad's right. killer. You would, I felt but... good taking the fucking wife and brother out. You never mind him, Aye. you know? So there obviously is that. He's probably feeling pretty good, but at the same point, yeah, you you, you don't obviously know how what goes on, but you're like, there's not much good in this boy's future. No, no, he'll, he'll be dead by the time he's 25. Yeah. If that, if that, you know? Yeah, and that is the kind of, aye, the sort of sadness of it. Yeah. But like, I liked that. I liked that it was a sort of, it wasn't a cut and dry. Cliche. Like, was oh, it a cliche ending? I don't think either. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, the good music kicks in and the fucking credits roll and you're like, oh, and they saved the day and it was mm. all, like, it was sort of that thought-provoking ending where you sort of got what you want, but at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. Which was the, the cost was your soul, effectively. No redemption for this family, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like through your kind of conversations, it's been quite mixed on like positives and negatives. Like, what? Where do we sit in the sort of overall thoughts, especially going back to a game that that was quite some time ago now? I think it's a classic that doesn't hold up as well as I thought it might. Yes. Although I did like it this time better than I did initially. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I'm the same, but the the, the topic, the, the opposite opinion in that I do feel as though it's not aged that well. Um, more so because the mission structure, which is basically go here, kill thirty men, job done, it's repetitive, and I just found it quite cumbersome and, and quite boring towards the end. The, the fact that the world is quite empty, that's a sign of the technology at the time. You can't blame, you can't blame game design for that. No, definitely not. And Although some of the characters are annoying as fuck, they're still well written. They're still good characters in their own right. I just personally mm-hmm. didn't like a few of them, so it's not that's not again. I can't say that's a game's fault. Just my opinion. Yeah, I still stand by as well. Like I, I put it on. Granted, it was only for 10, 15 minutes. So when I do come to the point where I do another full run, I might feel differently. But like outside of the definite upgrades to the horse riding, like see that actual on foot stuff i didn't i still stand by i don't think there's that much of an upgrade between red dead one and two in terms of movement shooting like that sort of stuff like i I think the horse riding's a lot better but i I don't think there's been a massive improvement to the game engine like the missions are much better the storytelling's much better it looks obviously amazing but in Mm -hmm. terms of like walking about the world and stuff like that like it it feels very similar to me yeah i mean i don't think I don't think Rockstar's changed that formula ever, really. It's all no. very, very same, isn't it? You know, they yeah. add in little things like, oh, you can now climb up things or jump over things. But effectively, it's, it's very similar movements. Fucking tap A or X to fucking run, which is so fucking frustrating. Mm-hmm. And obviously then your auto-lock shooting, which not everybody likes. It doesn't bother me that much, the auto-lock. No, it doesn't bother me either. No. I don't I don't mind it. But... um. But yeah, it does. Like it's it's always been sort of quality of life improvements with each with each next sort of yep. rock star open world game, rather than an like it's always been like an evolution rather than a revolution. Yeah, I, I think I would like I would like to see whether it's GTA Six, whether it's another Red Dead, whatever it is. I would like to see a marked improvement on some of the mobility. To be honest with you, I yeah, like I mean, to I'll, see them kind of step up a little bit. 
obviously without going into it too much, and it was old footage and stuff like that, like this, the sort of little bits that I did see from the leaks over the weekend certainly looked like it was another evolution. Like it looked like obviously it's. I mean, you're talking about pre-alpha footage here. That I mean, I yeah, mean, it could be yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing like the final product. But like, I don't know when you were watching the characters move about and the way they sort of like interacted around stuff. It, it instantly felt like a Grand Theft Auto game. game. Yeah, Aye, there was yeah. there was no doubt that. The, I mean, there was no absolutely no danger that this was an open world game made by somebody else. It was yes. definitely Rockstar. Yeah. Uh, like because I, I, when the, the leaks first came out, I saw some people saying, "Oh, I think this is maybe faked," and I'm like, "That's definitely not fake." Mm-hmm. Like you can tell instantly that's a fucking rock star game. Yeah, there was, there was too much for it to be faked, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, one thing I just add in, like I did play not very much to be fair, but because uh, I ran out of time, but a little bit of the Undead Nightmare. Which was this? Uh, no, it wasn't standalone, was it? it yeah, was, well, uh, it was a, a DLC that came out a few years later, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, so I, I was thinking it was standalone there, but you, I'm sure you had to have the original game. Yes, but um, yeah, I, I literally only get a chance to play like maybe twenty twenty five minutes. Like I remember at the time liking that more than the original game. A lot of people like, said that, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, just the stuff like they had like a cool twist where like I mean, obviously it's it's basically the game starts and it's John. Uh, the wife and the boy and uncle's out. Fucking God knows what he's doing. The guy's a lunatic, but he's not. He's not come back when he's supposed to, and it's getting late. Boy's worried and he's like, ah, "No, we're, we can't go out looking for him. We'll just uh, we'll just patch it till the morning." So you're in your bed asleep. Uncle comes in. He's clearly turned into a zombie, <laughs> and uh, the whole thing sort of. Like escalates from there, but like mm-hmm. one thing, what I don't, I didn't know at the time, or I don't remember from the time was in that opening cutscene, uh, you run out to get you sort of attack Uncle with like a fucking lamp or something like that. Then you run outside to get your gun. God knows why his guns outside in the barn instead of in the fucking house. Because <laughs> surely, fucking bed, yeah. I anybody could have stole the fucking uh, gun and come in and shot you when you were asleep. So that seems a bit strange. I mean. In this world, I would certainly have it under my pillow. But uh, aye, so he runs out to get his gun. When he comes back around the side of the house, the wife's pinging it out of the house in her underwear. Uncle jumps on her, bites her. Then you shoot Uncle dead. The wife's been bitten. The boy comes running out to try and save his mum. The mum bites the boy. And so, and then from there, you sort of tie them up and then you go off to find out what the fuck's going on. And like I say, I only got a chance to play about 20 minutes or so, but I was trying to think back and go, what was the story behind this? Because obviously, like... I I remember remember Reyes playing a big part in it. I mean, I I don't know if it all ends up like a dream or something like that, because obviously, (laughs) like in the Red Dead canon, they can't die there. Yeah, it's not canon, yeah. I just remember Reyes playing a big part, but... I can't fucking remember. Yeah, I'll need to play more of it. Like I said, I ran out of time, so I wasn't able to. But um, it was like from the small amount I played there, it's, it's great fun. It's still great fun. Like you get the fucking holy water as like an alternate weapon and stuff like that. <laughs> you start chucking about. Like it's, <laughs> it's fun. It is good fun. Like I'd say if you're if you are on like the Xbox Series X or S and you are picking this up through backwards compatibility, like the Undead Nightmare is on the sale all the time. I got it yeah. for like a about a pound fifty. Two quid, yeah. Aye, and it's uh, it's well worth picking up. It's mm-hmm. not like I remember at the time it being like the first sort of DLC. It, probably, it, was, it was a physical DLC, which was a strange thing. Yeah, and it came 
Yeah, that's right. Aye, because it came in its own. It came in its yeah, own yeah, distance. Cause, yeah, because because the 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 art is the logo, but like a zombified. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, for some reason, I still got a feeling that you needed the original game. Maybe you could play it standalone. I, but I, I thought you bought it as a. Pa- oh, I'll have to look into this now. I, think, I thought I thought you bought it as a package. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it launches it. certainly the version I'm playing launches within Red Dead. Yeah. So I think you had to have the original game, but yeah, like in my mind, like it was the first substantial bit of DLC yeah. that felt like, oh, this is actually an extension of the game. Yes. And there probably was a bunch of games that did it beforehand, but they weren't. I don't know on my radar, but this is the one that I remember being like, oh, this changed my mind on what DLC could be. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. As always, we like to ask some of our listeners what their thoughts are on the game. First up, we have James, who said, I still remember that ride to Mexico. Jose Gonzalez playing on the soundtrack. What a moment that was. Blew me away. Yeah, what did you think of the soundtrack and other songs? It, it didn't. The soundtrack didn't do much for me, to be honest. And normally, I do like that sort of thing. Didn't do a lot for me. And that ride to Mexico down that fucking raft where Irish can get fucked, by the way. <laughs> Once again, shock horror, a fucking ambush where you're being sniped at and shot at from the sides. I'm like, ugh, I can get the fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar <laughs> to you. Like, I think just because I don't really have, like, I know a lot of people, like, obviously the excitement for when Red Dead was coming out was absolutely palpable because there was so many people that were, like, into Westerns and were like, oh, finally, like, a big fucking open world Western. And, yeah. like, I was never into, like, Westerns when I was younger. And so I think because of that, I never had that. And like the music never really connected with me on that way because of that. It didn't really, it wasn't something that jumped out at me. Punk said that he thought it was just a real escape from, real escape, sorry, from reality, this game. Drinking so much, you pass out, soiling yourself, killing some innocent deer and creeping on the local fellies. Where else could you experience such wholesome content? (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit rich coming for a guy that was fucking basically mo-capped for the game. <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> I mean, it's between him and Chris. Like, uh, they, they basically took half each of them. That's basically yep. Ireland in a nutshell. <laughs> Sergeant Steve said, I was always a fan of Grand Theft Auto, but when Red Dead Redemption 1 came out, I wasn't interested my wife, though, she thought I would enjoy it, picked it up for me, and I was like, fine, I'll try the stupid-ass cowboy game. But turns out she was right. He loved every minute of it. Sergeant Aww. Steve, you're, uh, your wife's having an affair and she wanted you to play the game so she could fuck off. <laughs> She's like, this will keep him yeah. busy. Absolutely. Sorry to break it to you, mate. That's exactly what was happening there. Uh, that 12-year affair <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, because yeah, no wife just randomly buys your man a game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, KG says the greatest franchise Rockstar Games has made a masterpiece with beautiful storytelling and writing. Despite having its silly sides, it doesn't take away from the serious tone of the game, only surpassed by its sequel, I'd say. Wish Rockstar would have treated it better. I, I mean, I certainly am of the camp. I know you said that you thought like, Red Dead 2 was overrated, and I know a lot of people that say the same. Like, I, I do still think it's the most immersive game that I've I've played like just the whole it's such a cliche to say it but like in the sequel like I, I just remember helping like a guy out a bear trap and 20 hours later I'm in a town halfway across the map and this guy comes running up to me oh I remember you you helped me you helped me out a bear trap <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, I, here you go. Go into the go into the gun shop and just tell them whatever his name was sent you. You can get any free gun, and you go in. And you can do it. And I'm like, holy fuck, man! That is some attention to detail. That yeah, don't get it's it's. it's I never want people to think that I didn't like Red Dead Two because I did. I thought it was a brilliant game. My issue was that uh, it's sitting with I want to say ninety five, just for argument's sake. It's sitting with a 95, 94, and it's not a ninety five or ninety four. That's my point. Hmm. It's I guess not, that's fair. Uh, it's not, and that, that's that's why I say it's, oh, it's overrated because it shouldn't be as high as that. It's definitely a late 80s, of course. It's a bit like Elden Ring. Elden Ring's never a million years, a 97. Well, it's a mm. 97 because it's got a 97, but yeah. it's not. You know? The thing was, like, and again, this probably goes to my, like, not being that keen on Westerns. Like, as much as I loved Red Dead Redemption 2, and I did, like, it's one of my favourite games on the PlayStation 4 slash Xbox One generation, but when I finished it, I was just like, instantly, I was like, I can't wait to see what they do with the next Grand Theft Auto yeah. after this. Yeah. Like, that's that was my overriding thing, was I want to see how immersive they can now make yeah. a city. Yeah. And I, I, hope, mean, yeah. I hope they can pull that off. Yeah, in terms of Red Dead 2, I mean, the, like, the world itself, you're right, it, it's fantastic, and it feels great. It looks stunning. Be interesting to see, obviously, because the pre-alpha footage shows you fuck all. It shows you no detail. Be interesting to see how the design's going to be. Is it going to be a Red Dead design, or are we sticking with the GTA kind of colourful formula? Mm-hmm. I wonder how it's going to be. Because yeah. I would actually love to see GTA in the Red Dead styling. That'd be very fucking interesting. Yeah. Rather than, cool. rather, rather than that comic book. It's not cell shaded, obviously, but it's you know, do you know what I mean? It's it's a, it's pastely colours. It's 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 art rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. Eh? We shall see. We shall indeed. indeed. Any closing thoughts? Anything we've not touched on that you would like to mention? I don't think so. No, no. I, the only thing I was going to say was I forgot to mention you, you mentioned at the start about some of the difficult uh, uh, difficulty spikes, and yeah, mm-hmm. see towards the end, there was a few that were fucking annoying. Mm. I remember the one when you when when McDougall when you're trying to get him on his on, back on his train he, he's basically he's running from town and you're on your horse and it's yeah. so fucking annoying because because the bad guys are coming from everywhere and there's innocent people around and see if you shoot an innocent person it's like mission over I'm like fucking hell it took me like five attempts to get Aye. through <laughs> I was like this sucks but um, now apart from that listen re- I, I did overall I really did enjoy this game just not as much as I used to yeah. That's fair enough. Mm. Red Dead Redemption in the bag. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much, Donny. That is that's a wrap on this episode then, I guess. Yep. And do you want to introduce next month's Donny? We'll obviously put this up on social media as well. But Oh yes, so um next month we're delving properly into the archives and we're doing Metal Gear Solid. Dun, dun, dun. I'm looking forward to this. It's been Fucking at least right. at least twenty years since I've played this. I'm not far off. I'm not far off. I'm uh, I'm excited for this, and we're also we're getting um, Mr. Deadbeat Punk is joining us for that episode as well. So I'm um, looking forward to having him on and getting his views and opinions because he's not he's not a big Kojima fan. So it's going to be an interesting conversation, especially with me, fucking Captain Fanboy here. So Yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to officiating that fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that will be out next month. Um, we'll also have our Games Revisited episode at the end of this month, and you can catch our weekly episodes every Thursday at 3 as well. 
Yes. And yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.